What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to Lambo Speak, episode number eight. Uh, I can't believe we're two months into this thing already. Uh, right. Right. We're, we're that much closer to the season. So uh, I'm Nate. You can find me on Twitter at Nate underscore Dirt19. Uh, of course, I'm joined by the one and only Bobby Winters. You can find him on Twitter at Bobby A. Winter. How you doing tonight, man? I'm doing good, man. Like you said, uh, training camp's going to start soon. I, I can't wait for football to start. Honestly, I, I think this is the most excited I've been for for football to start in quite some time. Like I'm I'm excited every year, but this year's different. You know, like brand new system or brand new quarterback. You know, it's uh, it should be exciting. Heck yeah, it's a it's a new horizon, so it's it, it's going to be fun. Uh, before we get going, this is a Toilets Titles production. Uh, you can find the show on Twitter at Toilets Titles. Uh, you can find all of our content, um, articles, mock drafts, uh, rankings. Um, both sides of the ball. They just released um, our redraft rankings. Uh, it's all on the website, toiletstyles.com, so please <clears> check that out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Uh, we would appreciate that and the little bell to know when we're uh, going live. Um, it's pretty much every day there's something live, so check that out. Uh, also, check out our sister nation uh, for all your college football needs, uh, CFB Nation. They are pumping out content nonstop as well. Uh, please check them out. And throw us an Apple podcast, iTunes review, if you would. Um, and last thing before we get going, uh, if you want to interact with us, uh, whether one of us or anybody else with uh, our five team-specific shows, uh, just or anything NFL, fantasy football related or college football now, uh, you can get into our Gilded chat with us. Uh, we're also running a ton of mock drafts. Uh, you can reach out to myself, Bobby, or uh, Coach Sheps, and we'll get you in there. So um, did a mock redraft mock Sunday night. Um, I think they'll start getting more hot and heavy with those. Um, it was fun to get one of those with the guys on the show. Um, they do, you know, did the live show on Sunday night and, uh, did the mock draft on there. So it's kind of fun to see. So, um, yeah, before or I guess we get going, uh, Bobby and I were talking earlier today, kind of about the whole running back market, uh, with everything that went down basically over the weekend, I guess, um, you know, with a couple dominoes, not falling, I guess you would say, yeah. um, you know, it, it was kind of weird. I, I was more hopeful that they would reach agreements. I, you know, you, I like seeing the guys play. Um, I, I hope people aren't going to hold out. I don't know. Um, I what I'm talking about is Josh Jacobs and Saquon Barkley, um, did not reach long-term deals, uh, by three o'clock Monday. So they, uh, have to play on a franchise tag, which is just over $10 million this year. Um, you know, and obviously they both went paid. And uh, I think Tony Pollard didn't reach a long-term deal either, but he had already signed his. Um, so he's going to play on the franchise tag. But, uh, you know, and if you went on Twitter, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, there was a ton of guys saying stuff about it. Um, you know, what do you think about it, Bobby? Yeah, the, the running backs definitely made their positions known on Twitter. Um, I, it seemed like every star running back was commenting on it. And, you know, a lot of people in the media were talking about it, too, because it seems like um, the the position has the value of the position has changed over the last decade. Um, I mean, you remember in the early 2000s and even before that, you know, you had a bell cow running back, a running back that you would give 25 to 30 carries to. But that's just not how the NFL is played anymore. And, and the Packers are a perfect example of that. The position in, in all honesty, it's kind of become too replaceable. I think that since the CBA in 2011, 
um, because before that, the the running backs were able to negotiate deals earlier on their rookie contracts. They were able to do it after two years. Now, with the current CBA rules, you have to wait until you've been in your contract for three years. So being that the running back position has a shorter lifespan than some of the other than most of the other positions in the NFL, um, they're most valuable when they're younger, when they have the you know, the least amount of miles on their legs. So they were capitalizing on their payday much sooner before the 2011 CBA than they are now. Um, and it seems like, you know, running back is probably the position that's most ready to start coming out of college. And you've seen a lot of teams over the recent years, you know, do just that, you know, they'll throw uh, rookie running backs or, or running backs that are still on their rookie deals in there and they're having great success. I mean, uh, the Kansas city chiefs just won the super bowl with a seventh round running back. Yeah, no doubt. I, I think, you know, I was just trying to think too, you know, the, besides the CBA, like the reasoning that, you know, and I don't, you don't want to say that, Oh, I think they're more ready now, you know, cause regardless of the position, it, it feels like the, guys are more ready coming out of college, maybe besides tight end, of course, because it seems like they're always a little slow to the, you know, punch. But, um, I, you know, besides the Titans, there's about the only team I can think of that runs the ball a ton. Um, the Eagles do too, but they run, a, you know, it's a committee deal and the quarterback mm -hmm. running a lot too. But uh, it's it's like they're maybe the, the way the defense has played has changed things too. I think maybe make things a little easier for the running back perhaps. And I could be completely wrong, but it just feels like, that you you know they're facing a lighter box more often now. Um, you know that since it's kind of a pass happy league that the guys are sitting back a little bit. Maybe you know they're not you know generally not. I don't want to say they're not facing a four man front. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. it, it seems like that maybe that has something to do with it. The zone scheme, uh, run scheme helps too. That you know, those ones seem like the teams that can really plug and play almost any position really. But like the running back, you know, like you look at the 49ers when they go on a run and it, you know, they seem like they're always guys getting guys hurt out there, but it's like, you know, they drafted, they got four or five guys on the, on the lineup or, you know, on the, on the roster that they can play the position, you know? Right. So it's kind of weird. It's, it'd be fun to look at, you know, really, really in depth and see if, if there is something to that, or if I'm just kind of guessing on that, but that's that just, in my opinion, kind of how it feels to me, you know, more recently than, than I can remember anyways. No, you're right. I mean, you made a couple of really good points there, like uh, especially one with the defenses. It seems like the the too high shell for the safeties is like in vogue right now. So when yeah. you have the safeties playing out, you know, trying to prevent the big play, you don't have a safety in the box anymore. And like you said, it creates a lighter box. So teams are starting to take advantage of it and running the ball more. Uh, it you know, it, it seems like offenses. It, it's kind of cyclical that you know. It, you used to run the ball a lot. Then the pass happy, you know, era came and now they're trying to prevent the big pass play. And now it's easier to run the ball than it ever has been. But the other thing that you had mentioned too, about a lot of the offenses playing, um, you know, the, the Shanahan system, you know, with the outside zone and, and it, it's grown, it's spread like rapid fire or uh, wildfire in the NFL. I mean, so many teams now, run some variation of that system. But I mean, when you think about it with like Kyle Shanahan and even his father, you know, like one of the big jokes was it didn't matter who you have it, had it running back that the system, you would have a thousand yard rusher with anybody playing back there, you know, 
and I think teams are starting to realize that as well, because over the last 10 years, they've, instead of just having one bell cow running back and paying them, they're switching to having a committee. Uh, and the Packers are no exception to that. They have, they have two really good running backs right now. Um, but you can get away with paying them a lower cost, whether they're both on rookie contracts or you have one star and then one who's on a rookie contract, as opposed to making them one of the highest paid players on your offense. Um, the, the exceptions obviously are, I mean, like there are some players in the league that are the faces of their franchise, like Derrick Henry, um, Adrian Peterson back in the early 2000s. But the problem with that is if Derrick Henry goes down or if Adrian Peterson goes down, the offense isn't the same. It, they're, they're a shell of themselves. It's like going out with one star wide receiver and a bunch of scrubs behind them. Well, what happens when that star wide receiver goes down? The offense doesn't operate right. So I think teams are now just starting to realize the benefit of having depth and, and not throwing all of your eggs into one basket like they used to do back in the day. Yeah, no doubt. I, you know, I think you can put some of that too towards the, I mean, just the sheer size of some of the guys too, or, you know, I mean, there's some big dudes, you know, laying the hammer on both sides of the ball, you know? So it seems like guys get faster and bigger and obviously the hits come and the injuries, you know, not that guys are getting hurt more frequently, but um, you know, it definitely takes a toll on their body, especially some of the guys coming out of college, you know, uh, and I, I love Jonathan Taylor, but that dude ran the ball a ton a in ton. college, you know, and it, it's seemed like, you know, he hit the ground running and I hope I love watching on Taylor. I hope he's got a, you know, great, has another great year in, in store, but you know, you wonder if, if it's only maybe, you know, that and that's how some teams look, it's like, well, Hey, you know, let's get four years, maybe five years out of a guy. Um, you know, and if, if, if we're still looking good, um, you know, then that's great. And I, I mean, when Aaron Jones signed his deal, uh, was it well, this year he took a pay cut, which helped things out, but you know, he wanted to stay in green Bay, but you know, I, there's a handful of guys I don't see just as like a, just a running back. Um, you know, I know a lot of running backs can catch the ball out of the backfield, but you know what I mean? Like Aaron Jones, Alan Kamara, Christian McCaffrey, those guys, like they're like a weapon, man. And they, they, they can do so many different things that, 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 to me is invaluable, especially with, you know, a younger quarterback, um, you know, you got to have a guy that can, that can block. He can, you know, he can, he can run the ball. I mean, you know, Aaron Jones, hell, you can put him in the slot. You can line him up out wide. It doesn't matter. You know, and he can, you know, have a good effect on the offense. So um, it, it's the game's obviously changed and, you know, you're, you're every year you're excited to see where it goes, but it's, it's, I'm trying to, the words are, escaping me like you know it's just it's frustrating to see the guys that are waiting there and waiting there and you know it's easy for me to say oh just take the take the 10 million dollars but you know i get it right. you know like i said I, I want everybody to get paid you know i yeah, say the salary cap's not a real thing anyways but um you know there's there's some teams that they just they don't pay them you know right. regardless and it's not it may not even just be the running back position you know that they don't want to pay the big you know they don't want to have all that money locked up in in one position you know, and they may be luckily, you know, the, the they may be lucky enough to not have a big cat or, you know, big contract for the quarterback if they're on a rookie deal or wherever the case may be. But, um, you know, it just seems like that's the way things going. You know, I know I, I'm trying to think of the big running backs that got deals this offseason, not necessarily stayed with the team, but went somewhere else in free agency. Um, Miles Sanders is probably one of the big ones. Um, 
I don't think David Montgomery got a real big – he didn't sign for a ton of money. It was – Miles Sanders was like four years, $25 million, right? Right. But, I mean, relative to some of the running back contracts that have been signed, I mean, that's not a lot. No, it's nothing. I mean, you have Aaron Jones that was averaging 12 a season, um, Dalvin Cook who was averaging about 12 a season, Zeke with the, you know – the the uh the cautionary tale of a contract was making 15 but yeah. now you start you're starting to see running back sign for six million seven million um uh he signed with the lions for six million a year um uh montgomery montgomery thank you um so i mean that you're starting to see like like nfl positions like obviously the salary cap is rising but the, the positions are kind of like stocks where they rise and fall in value. I mean, look at the wide receiver position. Over the last couple of years, the the value of that position has blown up. It seemed like that one offseason when Adams got paid and Tyreek got paid. It was Christian just like Kirk. <laughs> Christian Kirk. I mean, Christian Kirk, What it was like when you saw his contract, you're like, he's worth how much? I remember seeing that and I was like, what the hell? I was like, unbelievable. That, that, that can't be right. Like, what are they doing? Like, you know, that. And he's played well. I, you know, good for him. Like I said, I Absolutely. want everybody to get paid. I don't care who it is, but it was, that was a wild one to see, but you don't know, you know, I, I, in everything you read about Saquon that they've, they were this close, they were that close, you know, like, were they really that close, you know, and I've never had a million dollars. So I can't say that if I got offered $12 million, but I wanted $14 million, like, you know, were we going to meet in the middle? Right. I, I don't know. And and when I, when I look at the, the quarterback part of the whole deal, when that, that franchise tag thing, that almost feels like the beginning of the end a lot of times. Right. Um, not, and not with everybody, but it That's just terrible. feels like when, when, a, when it's a high profile guy that, you know, deserves a big paycheck, you know, again, I'm not saying people don't, but it feels like, Sometimes that's like the beginning of the end. You know, it's like, oh, we're going to marriage counseling. You know I what I mean? And I don't agree. know if that's the right way to say it, but it kind of feels that way to me. No, I completely agree. And you'll see that teams that are well-run teams, like the Packers, like the Steelers, they hardly ever use the franchise tag because they don't need to. You know, they're using some teams use the tag as uh, as a weapon, as as something in their arsenal. Um, but the, the Packers don't do, I mean, the Packers literally over the last 10 years, they've only used it just to tag and trade Devonte Adams. That's it. Like they, they get contracts done. They take care of their own players and we'll get into it a little bit later, but Aaron Jones is a perfect example of that. But before we do that, I actually, I wanted to bring up uh, a point I was, I was thinking about earlier. There was a tweet by Albert Breer and, um, so it kind of relates to the running back market because no running back makes over $20 million a year, right? But there are plenty of players that do. So currently there's 56 guys in the league right now that make over $20 million a year. Half of them, more than half of them are quarterbacks and wide receivers. So there's 17 quarterbacks and 13 wide receivers that make over $20 million a year. The rest of them are nine interior defensive linemen, seven edge guys, five offensive tackles, two corners, two guards, one inside linebacker. So it kind of shows you where these teams are looking to spend their money. They're prioritizing their offensive line. They're prioritizing their pass catchers, which means they're not prioritizing the run game. And it can, it could be argued that if they, you know, if a team believes that their line is elite, 
that all you need is a serviceable running back to get the job done. A la what they were doing with the Broncos, you know, in the Shanahan system back in the nineties. And it's not to say that good running backs don't have value because they do. I mean, there's some very special players in the league like um, CMC, Derek Henry, Saquon. I mean, it's funny that Saquon's one of them right now because, you know, he's going through the negotiations, but Saquon is the face of the giants right now. He, I mean, he is their offense. Everything ran through Saquon, especially in the first half of their season. So it like, how weird would it be to see Saquon on a different team? Like it would be so weird. Do you well. know, it's, but, I mean, to me, when with, with like Dalvin Cook, him being on a different team is to me is going to be very weird. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was just like and this is what I was. My next point is it's the cautionary tale. It's the one running back contract that or or hold out that everybody's going to point to of when they're saying, you know, Saquon and Josh Jacobs might be making a mistake right now. It's the Le'Veon Bell situation. So Lev Bell held out. He didn't play all of a sudden he signed with the jets after he took a year off and he was never the same, you know, cause he wasn't on the same team. He wasn't on a team that knew how to use him. Right. He wasn't on a team that valued him the same way that the Steelers did. And honestly, if he had stayed with the Steelers, he probably would go in the hall of fame because he was that good with the Steelers. He was unbelievable, but you know, he did what a lot of running backs have done over the last 10 years. And they got aggressive in their contract negotiations, almost because, because they have to, um, they can't leave any money off the table because the odds of a running back signing a third contract are just so rare nowadays. Honestly, it's getting rare for them to sign a big second contract. So they have to try to make the most with this. They know that the second contract is going to be where they make the most money. Uh, so they have to try to get every single dollar they can. And, you know, like you said, everybody should get paid. And I'm all for them trying to get every single dollar that they think that they're worth. But the problem is, is the league just doesn't view the position that way anymore. And you see it with some of the recent contracts that were signed. I mean, Dalvin Cook got cut. Even Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones had to take a pay cut just to stay with the team. And he probably saw what the market looks like right now and realized that, if he left the Packers, he probably wasn't going to get as much money as if he were to stay. And, you know, that kind of leads me to another thing. It's like, you know, the team that drafted you and the team that you've played for is probably usually the team that values you the most. You know, that's not saying that you can't leave and find more money elsewhere. Tons of people do. But with the running back position, especially because it's a position that touches the ball so much, it's a position that scores a lot of touchdowns. It, it, it almost seems like like it's unfair or just like not reality that the guy who scores all the touchdowns and the guy who touches the ball the most, isn't the one who makes the most money, you know, yeah, obviously the quarterback does, but the, you would think like, I mean, I have an Aaron Jones Jersey. I have an Eddie Lacy Jersey, you know, because yeah. they score the touchdowns, man. They're awesome to watch, you know, but it's yeah. just not what it is. Yeah. And I, I don't know, you know, if, if there is an answer, and and I we we both said it earlier, you know, with the teams just rotating guys in and out, and you know, with uh, talking about the Shanahan offense back in the you know with the with the Broncos, that doesn't matter who it is, he'll rush for a thousand yards, and you know, it's those guys have been so good, you know, the good ones, but the guys that are, I don't want to call them mediocre, but you know, the, a, a serviceable running back has been good enough. You know, in my opinion, the only team that, you know, has been better than 
maybe they should have they're better than you thought they'd be would be the titans just because of derrick henry and somehow he continues to just be on another level yeah you know it, it, it's wild that somebody's body can withstand you know the amount of you know punishment he puts it through in a, in a season but for sure i i don't know if in my opinion i think it's just this is the way it's going to be and yeah you know I, and i i don't know what i looked for four and i can't remember now um like with with the cba what it says i i don't think you know holding out doesn't do anything for the player besides lose them money and right you know, you, they don't really have a leg to stand on, unfortunately. Um, right. You know, and I, I think that was part of the new CBA that they didn't want guys. You know, obviously they want the guys to play, and so do we. But um, yeah. you know, I'm not a, a law expert, so I'm not going to try to get into the whole that whole deal. But you know, it's easy for me and you to sit here and be like, just play. You know, <laughs> right? Uh, and uh, it's it sucks because, like, yeah, part of you 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 want to see them play. You know, we love to watch Saquon play, you know, like he's electrifying. He was great last year. We want to see him play. We don't want to see him hold out, you know, like we didn't want to see Le'Veon Bell hold out, you know, Um, but you had made a good point earlier about the serviceable running back thing. So like the Packers, when they won their Super Bowl, they won it with a serviceable running back. They they won it with James Starks playing, you know, it was seventh round rookie running back, you know, just like the Chiefs did last year. So, like, you'll see that a lot of the teams, especially, like, over the recent years that have won Super Bowls, they weren't paying their running backs a lot. As a matter of fact, the one recent one where they actually were, like, not on their rookie contract was in 2020 with, uh, excuse me, 2021 with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They signed um, Leonard Fournette. But that year, he was only making three and a quarter million a year, which, you know, is low even for a second contract for a running back, you know, after the Super Bowl, of course he signed that larger contract, but the year that they won, he was only making three and a quarter, you know, and now he's on the street. Now he's on the street because he signed that large contract. <laughs> yeah, I got, got all the money up front and then they're there. Yeah, you know. uh, for sure. Hey, before we go on real quick, I do want to talk about our Patreon. Um, I noticed a bunch of guys joined today. So if you're out there listening or whatever, thank you so much. Uh, we do appreciate your support. Um, I know somebody joined and got the tier uh, that gets the um, the episode breaking down their league, and I'm really excited to to, le- to listen to it. Um, you know, I, we I think that's the first one that we've had that for, and I'm I, it'll just be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you know, listening to other people break down um, that league, so I'm excited for that. But if you do want to check it out, uh, Patreon.com/slash Toilets of Titles. Um, you know, we we got any questions? If you have any questions, uh, feel free to hit us up. Um, there is a couple spots left in the listener league. Um, I know one of the tiers for Patreon gets you a free entry into that. So check it out. Let us know. Um, you know, we'd be more than happy to uh, help you out. And uh, it's pretty cheap to get in there. So let us know. But um, yeah, back to back to where we were. I I don't know. Um, I expect to Josh Jacobs to you know, kind of get ran into the ground with his deal. His, it almost seems like Saquon's the big name. And I don't know if part of it is, and Joe, don't be mad at me when I say this, but you know, they paid Daniel Jones a lot of money, which is good for him. And I, and I think Daniel Jones is the quarterback for him. There wasn't another quarterback out there for them to sign that was going to, you know, keep things going how they are. Um, You know, did they overpay him? Sure. No, I don't, I think it was fine. 
You know, I don't think he got – he didn't get a ton. Um, it's a little higher than I expected, but I don't think it was something that was, you know, that ties their hands forever. Um, you know, but it's it's the same thing. And, and I know uh, it was Michael Lombardi that said it, and I know I saw Joe on Twitter going at it, you know, that does it make the locker room – mad when the guys see you know and i i don't know if it would make somebody mad but you know when they see the one guy get paid well, hey i want to get paid oh well, I, th- I should get paid i should get paid and, and is that the case we don't know i i don't quite think that's the case um you know i i think in my opinion with saquon it's just more that he you know he knows what he what he thinks he's worth i guess is the way to say it because you can't say he knows what he's worth but what he feels he should get paid and you know, that like, man, I put the team on my back. You know, that's a right saying, but, you know, if we're going to go from good to great, they need me and they should pay me like that. For sure. I mean, and like you said, with the locker room thing, like it, it definitely does send a message like, or you would think it does. I've never been in an NFL locker room, but when you have somebody who produced, you know, for however long, four years, five years, um, especially when they're almost synonymous with your team name over the most recent years, like Saquon has been. Um, I, I think it, it does kind of send a message that like, Hey, they're not paying our stars. You know what I mean? Like maybe I should be planning on playing elsewhere or something like that, you know, but actually that kind of leads me to, you know, how this running back market, you know, how, how it relates to the Packers. So obviously the Packers made a move this off season by extending Aaron Jones a year and him taking a pay cut. So he was due, he was due to be about $20 million against the cap, which is enormous. It it would have been the highest in the league and um, they, they couldn't do it, you know? So it, it seems like Aaron Jones had a choice that he can either restructure his deal and stay with the Packers and, or he could test the market. But I think, you know, he was listening to his counsel and they were like, hey, listen, you know, staying with the Packers is probably going to be the better deal. Um, because like I said earlier, I think the Packers are probably going to be the team that values him the most just mm-hmm. because of how productive he's been and how beloved he is by the team, by the fan base. And I think he made the right choice. Plus, honestly, Aaron Jones, you know, he's not only been a great player on the field, but he's also been a great player and advocate for the Packers. And um, I mean, nobody's carried the G like Aaron Jones has over the last five. I'd miss miss the sombreros. I know that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, Aaron Jones is special. I mean, he's one of the few running backs in the NFL that signed a big deal in the last 10 years. Who's either stayed consistent with his play or gotten better. Um, Jones, the entire time he's been on the team has also been in a rotation in the backfield. Uh, which in my opinion is a good thing because it's helped his longevity, uh, longevity, you know, like you were saying earlier with like Jonathan Taylor and um, with Derrick Henry, they just, they, they have so many carries and they've taken so many hits. And it's one of the reasons why these running backs don't have long careers. Well, Aaron Jones, the entire time he's been in the league, in my opinion, he hasn't lost a step. I mean, if anything, he's aging like fine. Kind of, I think it's kind of, he's got, he's gotten better. It's wild. That's what I'm saying. I, in my yeah. opinion, he had the best year of his career last year. He had, you know, the most rushing yards. Uh, he had above average uh, yards per carry. Uh, he didn't have his biggest receiving total, but like one of his biggest receiving totals in a, in a year where they only won eight games, you know, I mean, 
like Aaron Jones, in my opinion, is one of those deals where you're going to look back at it and you're going to say, you know, yeah, you probably shouldn't pay running backs unless it's Aaron Jones because you, you paid him and then you prospered. I mean, Aaron Jones has lived up to his contract. And at the time, I remember, like, I don't know if you remember that offseason um, when they were doing the contract negotiations with Aaron Jones. I really wanted Aaron Jones to stay because I'm a big Aaron Jones fan. How can you not be if you're a Packers fan, right? Yeah. But I also had, a, I was also concerned about how much they were going to be willing to pay him because I'm also of the belief that you shouldn't do like what the Cowboys did with Zeke. Because Zeke, you know, he was the face of the franchise at that time, and they paid him an exorbitant amount of money. And this year, the Cowboys couldn't wait to cut Zeke. You know, they couldn't wait to get him off their salary cap. But, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones, you could pretend, you can argue that the potential for his earnings over his career are going to be greater because he's been in a committee and because he's, you know, taken this pay cut and took an extension this year he could end up making a lot more than he would have if he had gone the route that Saquon did, that Le'Veon Bell did, that Josh Jacobs has, um, because he's he's playing it a different way and he may have a longer career because of it. No, I agree. I, I think, you know, and it, it's going to differ from running back to running back, um, you know, but the way that he's went about things has, you know, made him – it just seems like that makes him more valuable than just on the field. Almost, you know, that it's that they got a guy that, and I don't want to say you're willing to take a hometown discount, which he kind of did, but you know, he knew, um, knew that's the thing is it it doesn't matter what I, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter how great I did or how great I'm going to do. I'm not getting paid this year. You know, I'm not going to get, I'm not, you know, he, he took the pay cut to make, you know, he's probably making 15 million or whatever between 12 and 15. I don't remember what the number is now, but, um, you know, I'm not going to get paid that somewhere else. Right. You know, so, you know, and I, and I don't know, you know, Dalvin cook's going somewhere. And I think the the betting market's saying he's going to the, um, Patriots, I believe, you know, oh, that would be interesting. I, I thought that's what I read last. And I can look on my phone right here right now, just to double check that, um, which, I think that only helps for Mondre Stevenson, to be honest right. with you. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, because they'll be in a committee. Yeah, you know? and, and whether or not, you know, yeah, okay, does it suck for fantasy? Sure. Yeah. But it's just the reality of the NFL now. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's just, you know, unfortunately it's how it is. And, you know, I don't I don't know with the, you know, what's what's Dalvin Cook going to get paid? Let's, let's be honest. What do you think Dalvin Cook gets paid? Because he's going to get, I think he gets paid uh, before because you know they still saquon and josh jacobs can still reach a deal i think in there something about that um what the heck is it i just for, i just lost my train of thought about it but like they, I, I think it was until today well i i thought there was like a, a where they could change something for the year i'd have to look i could be completely wrong for some reason i thought i saw that on no twitter reason. where i know the deadline for the you know, for a long-term deal with that, but it's something like for like a, a one-year deal, then that could be completely wrong. I could just be thinking I heard something, but um, you know, I, I, when's Dalvin Cook going to sign and for how much? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I think I've seen the number around eight mil, but what's unique about that is it's less than the franchise tag. Yep. So like you're seeing all these running backs signing for less than the current franchise tag number, which kind of, you know, it 
brings you back to that whole situation that Saquon and Josh Jacobs are in. And you're like, Hey, I don't know if you've looked around the NFL, but all of your counterparts are signing for less money than you currently have on the table. You know, like obviously, yeah, they don't want to sign a one-year deal. They want to sign a multi-year deal and guarantee a lot more money than just 10 million. I mean, even if they were to sign like a two-year 18 with 16 or 15 guaranteed, well, that 16 and 15 is a lot more than 10, you know, because yeah. if if one of them gets hurt this year and they're not able to sign an extension after, then they just left five or six million dollars on the table. But that reminds me of like why the Packers were playing, were paying Aaron Jones in the first place. So if you look back um, ever since that CBA I mentioned in 2011, right? So since 2011, the leading rusher for every single Green Bay Packers season has been on a rookie contract, except for Aaron Jones. Yeah. So in 2011, it was James Starks, 2012, Alexander Green, 2013 through 2015 was Eddie Lacy. 2016 was Ty Montgomery. <laughs> and then, you know, in 17, they had the the draft with Jamal Williams, Aaron Jones, and uh, Jamal Williams, um, because Mike McCarthy hated Aaron Jones for some reason, Jamal Williams led the team in 2017. And then from there on, Aaron Jones led. Um, and I think Aaron Jones signed his contract in 2020 or 2021. So since then, it's been the Aaron Jones show with that one exception of 2021 where uh, AJ Dillon actually had like a couple more. So, um, yeah, I mean, AJ or Aaron Jones has been the only running back over the last 10 plus years for the Packers that's been on a second contract that led the team in rushing. So, I mean, the Packers are just like every other team out there. They've they've prioritized the position in the draft, but they haven't prioritized paying the running back. Now, I think if Eddie Lacy's career turned out a little different um, with, you know, how he ended up leaving the Packers and exiting the league, I think he would have earned a second contract because he was unbelievable in 2013 and 2014. I mean, he was NFL yeah. Offensive Rookie of the Year. 2014, he was even better. It just seemed like 2015 after that injury and he gained all that weight and stuff that it just kind of, um, he just kind of played himself out of the league with you know with his off the field stuff but i i think the packers do prioritize the position because i mean they've spent uh, they spent a second round pick on eddie lacy they spent a second round pick on aj dillon oh, so are using round. high draft capital what i, th I thought lacy was like the end of the first round why do i think that uh he was in the he was in the second round um that's right he was I don't like know why. Sorry. right I'm after losing. lev bell yep and, and i i was thinking is your name and those guys off too it's almost once they the the committee thing started to happen, it's like it's almost made Aaron Jones better having that second guy, whether it was Jamal Williams or AJ Dillon, it's yep. made him that much better. You know, it, the, the fresh legs is huge, you know, and Jamal Williams was awesome. I still love the guy. You know, I, I'm excited to see him in, in New Orleans. But uh, you know, AJ Dillon is has shown some very good things. You've also shown some things you know, where you get a little left you know a little more to desire but i think he'll have a I, i'm hoping for a good year i don't know what his contract situation will be i mean it seems like maybe we move on from both guys i don't know where we go from there right so but, that actually leads me to the last thing I, I wanted to talk about so aaron jones has one more year left on his deal but next year his cap hit's going to be 17 million right so we're right back to the same problem that we had this year right so he's he's earning 
less money than he was set to earn, but he's still earning a decent amount of money. I think it was either 10 or $12 million this year, which is on par with what he's been earning over the last couple of years. But next year they're in the same position. You know, it's not 20 million, but it's 17 million against the cap. So they're either going to have to extend them again, or they're going to cut them. And then this is AJ Dillon's last year on his contract. So what is the Packers running back situation going to look like next year? So I was going to ask you, do you think that Aaron Jones and or AJ Dillon are on this team next year? I don't, I don't think Aaron Jones is, um, it hurts. And I always hate, I hate, that's what I hate about it so much. You know, like you get invested in these guys, regardless of who it is, you know, whether it's a safety or an offensive tackle or anybody like, you know, you love watching your guys succeed and you like the team, how it is, but obviously it's a business. So it's, that's just part of it. But with, with the way that contract was restructured, you know, moving 8 million or whatever it was, I, I just looked and I forgot already eight or 9 million to a signing bonus, you know, and and then next year's cap hit is this much, you know, I don't think he will. I, I think if AJ Dillon performs well, that we could see another, maybe they set, maybe they sign him, you know, maybe they offer him a contract that isn't, I don't think it could be anywhere near what Aaron Jones contract was when they extended him because AJ Dillon's not Aaron Jones, but I think he'll be cheaper unless, unless Aaron Jones, you know, he took a $5 million pay cut this year. Maybe he does it again. I don't know. So I'm glad that you brought up AJ Dillon's value because before we hopped on here, I was, I was on Spo track mm-hmm. and his calculated market value. Take a guess. Not about 2 million. Average annual salary, 4.6. So some of the salaries or comparable players that they had were Miles Sanders at 6.3 per year, David Montgomery at six per year, Kenyon Drake at 1 million per year, and Gus Edwards at 4.5. So if you average all of those together, that's 5.3. So somewhere in that 4.6 to 5.3 million per year. So maybe like a three-year $15 million deal with like 12 guaranteed, something like that. Yep. You know, in um, it, 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 this is such a cop-out answer, but my answer to that question is, I think it depends on how both of them play this year. Yeah. So Aaron Jones in the sense that, Hey, is he going to start falling off a cliff? Cause he's getting older or AJ Dillon, is he finally going to show that he can be, the RB one of this team. And then they, you know, they draft another rookie and then pay AJ Dillon and just recreate the same thing with one running back that you're paying and one that's on a rookie contract. Yeah. And I, um, what's that? The, the, was he on UDFA or maybe late around that Lou Lou? What's his name? I, gosh, darn it. I'm losing my mind today. Um, one of the, one of the rookies they got, you know, there's a couple you want to see, you know, see what happens. I'm sure they will be on the practice squad. But, you know, I, I don't know where, you know, where they're going. You know, it, it's wild just to, to think about, you know, it's like they're both not on the team. Then, like, where where do you go from there? You know, and I, I know you were saying it the other day, you know, two years from now, the amount of cap space the Packers have is a wild number. Um, very, yeah. very high. But, you know, it, it's not like you see I, – I don't see the Packers signing a running back, like giving a guy a second deal that's not a guy that they drafted. Right. I, I don't really see that happening. Yeah, I think the last time they did that was 
Ahmad Green, you know? It worked, but yeah, it was a different football game back then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I, I did pull up the numbers real quick for Dalvin Cook. Uh, plus 150 to go to the Patriots, plus 200 to go to the Dolphins, plus 400 to the Jets, and then it's 15 to 1 for like three or four teams and 18 to 1 for a handful of teams. So pretty much Patriots, Dolphins, I guess you could throw the Jets in there too at, at uh, four to one. Everyone's right. going to the Jets. <laughs> the Green Bay, Green Bay Jets or whatever. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay East. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just the NF or the AFC East is loading up regardless of where he goes. So um, I don't want him to go to the Dolphins. I don't like Mike McDaniel. Sorry, George. Um, I don't think he's a good coach. Uh, he doesn't run the ball like he should. Um, you know, he let Skylar Thompson get his ass beat by the Bills for no reason. Right. Like, why are you throwing the ball 50 times with a rookie? Because well, they like, have Tyreek Hill and uh, and Waddle. Throw the ball 20 times to those guys and run the ball. True story. That, guy, that kid did not need to be th- trying to throw the ball 50 times in Orchard Park in a playoff game. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. Um, all right, so I guess my question is to you before we get out of here. One, is Zeke going to get signed? Question two, where's Dalvin Cook going? Three and four. Josh Jacobs and Saquon, are they holding out or are they playing? What do you think? All right. I don't think Zeke gets signed unless he goes back to the Cowboys. And it would be like because there was, I don't know, like a setback with Pollard or something like that. Or maybe he gets signed midseason if uh, like a running back goes down. He gets signed as like depth or something. Uh, What was the second question? Um, Where's Dalvin Cook going? Dolphins. I think he's been linked to the Dolphins for months now. Um, I don't know why it hasn't gotten done yet. I was honestly surprised when you said New England. Um, But yeah, my guess before you even said the New England thing, I was going to say Dolphins. And then um, Josh Jacobs and Saquon. I don't think Josh Jacobs gets signed. I think Saquon works out a deal. Do you think 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 Jacobs holds out though? Oh, the holdout. Yeah. Um, My question. Do you think they hold out? Sorry. Yeah. uh, So – I think if one of them was going to hold out, it would be Saquon because I think Saquon has more, <coughs> excuse me, more of a leg to stand on than Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs was, you know, he's a very good running back and he was very productive, but he led, he led the league in rushing last year, but he's not really like the face of their franchise. You know what I mean? Where Saquon, Saquon is like the first player you think of when you think New York giants, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I think that, um, I think of Isaiah Hodgins actually, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I I would think if one of the two of them were going to, I think it would be Saquon, uh, especially because of his injury history. You know, um, why play and get hurt this year and destroy your value? Now, not Josh Jacobs had you know a couple of injuries too, but nothing like what Saquon did. But Saquon, the the situation with Saquon is like when Saquon's on the field, the the offense is substantially better. You know, um, I I will say for Josh Jacobs, the what he did with the team he was on is wild. Yeah, I super mean, impressive. He had a terrible offensive team. line, still kicking ass. It's like holy, because hundred percent. To me, the first year, maybe even second year of his career, you were like, this guy kind of stinks. Like well, that's. That's what I was going to say. Like, didn't it feel that, like it kind of came out of nowhere? Yeah. And it wasn't. Right. And I think I would, I would say, and I need to ask my dude, Rich about it, but like the last two years felt like you were like, this guy's legit, you know, yeah. like 
really solidified himself as a as a NFL running back, you know, a, a top 10 guy or whatever the case is. And we didn't definitely didn't mention that Joe Mixon signed. And I just thought of that for some reason. I feel bad just saying that now. Oh, like right. Yeah, he, he took a pay cut too. Yeah, but same thing. Once stay, once win Super Bowl. I think it's different the teams you're on, you know, for sure. Whether Saquon, I don't think he thinks I don't think he's like, hey, we're not gonna win a Super Bowl, so just give me money. But you know, some guys, you know, everybody wants to win Super Bowl, everybody thinks you can you can, but we we know there's only a few legit contenders, I guess you would right. say. But um yeah, I I don't know. Um I mean if Saquon were smart he would see the cautionary tale of the Le'Veon Bell situation. That is not a good idea to hold out, but that's, yeah, I I, hold out. I don't want to see that. I don't think nobody wants to see that, you know, I I want him to get paid. I hope he does. Yeah. Um, What do you think they were offering him? What I, I I read somewhere. It was like 13, 12 to 13. So much. How did he turn that down? That's so much money compared to yeah. how much everybody else is making now. And that's the thing. Then that's when you look at Dalvin Cook, you know, the guy, and and I, I'm not comparing Miles Sanders. I don't think he's worth a gosh darn. But, right. you know, Miles Sanders, Dave Montgomery, DeAndre Swift, they're not on the same level as, as Dalvin Cook, but they're good running backs that are going to have a spot on the team. They're going to, you know, granted, they went to teams, not necessarily the Panthers. They only have like Chuba Hubbard, I think. Um, but like, you know, DeAndre Swift went somewhere where it's Rashad Penny, who's probably going to get hurt, um, yeah. Kenny Gainwell and him, and then Jalen Hurts. You know, went somewhere where – and, you know, Mo- Montgomery goes the 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 Lions with m- multiple guys. Um, and if, if Dalvin Cook goes to the, the Dolphins, multiple guys. Uh, same with, you know, even – every team we listed, they have – Two guys, two, you know, I'm not going to say the Dolphins have great guys, but they have a a committee of guys that are serviceable and and did fine, Yep. you know. Um, But, yeah, the amount of money they offered Saquon was a lot, and they don't have much behind him. No. As far as depth pieces for the running back spot. They're one of the few teams in the NFL that uses their running back like a bell cow. You know, it's it's them, the Titans – uh, I guess you can argue San Francisco once they traded for CMC. Um, I would say the Raiders were part of it last year. Oh, yeah, 100%. And, even, and, and to me, the Vikings were. I don't – Alexander Madison was like an afterthought to me. And and there were games where he was in that he played more, but it, sure. it wasn't like a true two-back system, I guess you would call it. But um, Yeah, they don't split them as evenly as like the Packers do. No. So I this with the question I asked you, Zeke, I think – it would be wise for them to sign him in Dallas. Um, I think they could probably talk him into a little more team-friendly deal. Otherwise, yes, if somebody gets injured down the road, he's. And I think Zeke still got a little left in the tank. You know, not a he's he's not going to run the run the ball around the outside. We know that. Yeah. You know, but short yards, give him the ball. Um, sure. I, I think I think Dalvin Cook goes to the Patriots. I don't think I think if he was going to go to the Dolphins, he already would be there. Um, That's a good point. And I think. I think Jacobs and Saquon, I think they both play. Um, I hope something gets done just because yeah. I you get, you know, being somebody that's listened to Rogers saga BS, but like, you don't want that, you know, weighing over your head going into the season. So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with those guys anyways, but you got anything else for us? No, no. I'm just very curious uh, how the Packers running back situation is going to look next year. Honestly, I, I hope, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are both still on the team, but it's probably not realistic. 
um, unless Aaron Jones uh, restructures his contract to make substantially less towards the end of his career. Cause like, if you think about it right now, like Jones making 12 and AJ making like whatever, like 1.3, we'll round that up to 14. You know, if they're paying Aaron Jones next year, seven and AJ Dillon six, well, it's the same amount of money that they're spending. You know what I mean? Like AJ just making more and Aaron Jones is making a little bit less. You know what I mean? So like, I guess there is technically a world where it could work. Yep. But it's just, in my opinion, probably unlikely, which is unfortunate. Well, and Aaron Jones is 28 years old. He's soon to be 29 years old. You know, 30s, that and magic I, number. And, and, yeah. So we'll see. You know, and I, I'd love for him to retire Packer. And I, oh, I know it's, it's weird to even talk about him retiring, but, you also, I, I didn't realize he, when I was looking at like on, on spoke track, I was like, he's almost 30. Like, it's unbelievable. I remember yeah. when he got drafted. It's I know. Crazy. I love it. But um, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Um, it, we're getting so much closer. You can almost feel it. Um, check out everything, all our shows we're doing throughout the week. Um, hit the like and subscribe. We'd appreciate that. Uh, I will be recording a show tomorrow night, uh, Friendly Fire, with my guy Justin. Uh, it's all about Rival Fantasy, which is one of our partners. So check them out, um, rivalfantasy.com. I think slash Toilets titles gets you uh, a free $25 when you deposit. Um, they're matching up to $200, so you can get $225. Um, I've been playing on there quite a bit. It's unlike anything you've played as far as fantasy or you know gambling. Um, so check it out. Check the show out. Um, I think we re it releases Thursday morning. So, you know, we'll kind of get into it a little more, um, the different games they offer. Uh, so check that out. Check out all our rest of our shows. Hit the like and subscribe and check out toiletstyles.com and our Patreon, patreon.com backslash toiletstyles. We will see you next week. Thanks again.